Okay, so I'm Shelley Bowman, and I am here with the amazing Prue. Welcome, Prue. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, and so um, I had the fortune of working with Prue in her CEO Priestess Academy, and it was an amazing experience with like super nurturing, like support and loving energy and um, it really helped me a lot with my initial course creation around um, my business strategy using the Akashic Records so that was an amazing experience and the, the women in your community are amazing as well like you've gathered like you draw these these women that are doing incredible things to you mm. and that was amazing and then also working with your sister Amanda was yeah getting that marketing expertise um and so yeah I'm super glad to finally get you onto my interview thing and I haven't been doing interviews I got super sick last year and then um I had bronchitis for two months so I stopped doing interviews and then I was in Thailand for a couple of months so this is the first one back. Ba -ba -ba. <laughs> the first one of the year, the first one back. Yay. So, welcome. <laughs> and um, I wanted to kick off with, there was a story you told once about having this incredible, you know, beautiful view of the world and how that was kind of interrupted when you were a child. And mm. this naive, just the world is a magical place and everything is love and light. And can you just tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, for sure. Um, so I think I think what you're referring to is, um, you know, around the age of six, I had a few different experiences that kind of um, shook me to my core and, you know, kind of distorted then my beliefs about the world. So I, um, you know, I, I'd grown up, I was very energetic. I was, you know, like world is you know my oyster you know like just a kid really like natural kid um and around the age of six I had I had an incident at school with one of my teachers who um humiliated me in relation to a piece of creative writing that I had um presented and <clears throat> I also had um my mom sat me up on her workbench and um I was, you know, overweight as a child, set me up on a workbench and said, um, you know, life is going to be very hard for you um, if you're overweight, Prue. And uh, and the other thing that happened was um, I think at the same time, oh, yes, I had a I had, a, had like a family friend luncheon and was called because my name's Prudence, you know, my full name, and um, the kids were calling me Dense and I didn't know what it meant. And of course, dense means, you know, thick or, you know, stupid. And so when I asked my parents in the car on the way home what dense meant and I found out, I felt even more stupid. Um, so this kind of combination of factors for me and I think especially what happened with my mom. And, you know, I come from the perspective that as parents we are always going to, you know, have this kind of impact on our children and un unfurl the um, the learnings that they're here to have in this world. So you know, no shade on no shade on my mum. But 
yeah, it was just kind of like this realization that, oh my God, like this, this is my person, like as well as everything else that was going on, this is the person that is meant to love me beyond anything else. And I was, you know, I guess I was so in, in touch naturally with the multi multifaceted nature of us as human beings, the, the seen, the unseen, all of this kind of stuff that I was like, whoa, you're really like, oh my God, it is really about this 3D reality. And I have to like, zoom, come in here and, you know, this is all that matters kind of thing in this life, obviously. Um, so that was the, that was kind of, I guess, the experience that I had then. And from then it, it has been, you know, like a lifetime of, um, you know, un, unraveling that to come back to the place of living in this multifaceted dimension that of course is the truth of our reality. Right. Yeah. I love that. Around the same time, um, as you were going through that, I had, um, my father passed away it, suddenly he died in a plane crash so it was like you know there was no sickness leading up to it but it he died when I was six years old and then um and he had been this rock like I had never he took me out hunting he had me driving jeeps when I was like three oh, wow. you know sitting on his lap steering oh that's cool. it, it was it was super empowering and and he never was like I wanted boys you know he was just like it doesn't matter if you're a girl or a boy you're coming hunting <laughs> you know you're yeah you're doing the adventure things that I do. And it, it wasn't until later, um, cause he, he obviously wasn't around then. And, um, and I started feeling like maybe around 12, 13 that, oh, you know, sometimes I'm not supposed to do things because I'm a girl and it's like, mm. screw it. I'm going to do it anyway. But my mm. mom was very feminist as well. And so I didn't get that until a certain age where it was just like, oh, actually, girls are supposed to be breakable and you know, like I'm out riding my dirt bike and racing. And, <laughs> and, and so it's like, there was this like shift at some point around the like preteen era that yeah. was just like, Oh no, 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 no. Your reality is not my reality. My reality is yeah. I can do anything I want. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Um, so there was that shift around that age with my father not being around and stuff, but um anyway and then um yeah and then you went on to go into you know the whole corporate thing and like how was that in terms of like you know building your self-esteem and getting you into a place of like I have a career I'm a career woman and but it wasn't all like I mean so many of us like, all, all it was cracked up to be <laughs> yeah well, so many of us are told like get you know get get the degree go into corporate life and then you know make loads of money and you'll be happy and it's like well actually well yeah. so what was your experience yeah so you know you you totally nailed it with that kind of you know prescription for success or happiness that you know I I felt like I had absorbed through um you know my family and you know but both of my parents were quite successful and entrepreneurial and um I went to a private girls school in my hometown of Melbourne and um so that was very kind of you know success driven women can do anything you know all these kind of stuff you know all you know a lot of great stuff in there as well um but yeah really felt like I was given this prescription for success and happiness that was you know essentially 
you know, do well at school, get a great job, earn lots of money, meet the right man, you know, buy the white picket fence, have the baby, and then you can be happy. Like, and then you, and then you're successful when you've got all of these things. Um, and there was, yeah. So I, I got a, I studied a degree. I got a bachelor of business banking, finance, and international trade, and then moved into kind of the uh, corporate role straight after that. And I was you know, I guess success was kind of ingrained and felt like it was a natural thing, if that makes sense. So I was, you know, traveling throughout Asia and to Europe, going to trade fairs, and um, I was working in the cosmetics um, industry. So it was a lot about, you know, trends and um, quality control and like manufacturing and, and sourcing raw materials and packaging and, you know, all the latest stuff. Um, so I became the most senior salesperson in um, in the team at the age of, I don't know, 26 or something like that, um, working on million-dollar accounts and, and doing all this, all this kind of stuff. So essentially, I you know, at some point, I think it was actually in 2008, I went on this trip with my mom to India and we were over there for an international delegation and um a conference international business for women conference and um yeah there was something about that trip that really uh shifted things for me in terms of perspective uh I'd always been quite uh aware of you know how um my private school comrades and friends um you know had a lot of like we were just kind of you know, middle class. Um, but I went to school with a lot of people that were very wealthy um, and seeing them with a lot of wealth and, you know, not necessarily much of a sense of fulfillment or happiness. Um, and then comparing that to my travels throughout Asia and, and to India as well then uh, and seeing, you know, these families and these children, you know, families in slums and, and children just out in the streets that seemingly had nothing and were just had the biggest smiles on their faces and absolute delight. And this was something that I was like, you know, just couldn't quite grasp, like how, how this is possible, you know, <laughs> what's going on here? So it got me really curious. Um, and I think it, it really kind of provided a shift for me as well around, well, you know, if, if, if those factors that I've been, you know, presented with, are you know maybe not maybe they're not necessarily the prescription for success and happiness that they've been presented as and and maybe you know maybe I kind of get to choose so I while I'd been working that role as well I'd also been um you know because it was you know working nights and weekends and things like that so you know I was working hard and then I'd also party hard on the weekend to blow off steam so it was you know really at the detriment of my um, physical, emotional, mental, spiritual well-being. Um, and it got to this point where something had to change for me. Mm. So, and, and by that stage, it was like, I can't just get another corporate job in Melbourne. Like, that's not a big enough shift. Like, I actually need to, um, you know, it needs to be a bigger change than that. And so I moved out of my hometown to a beautiful little coastal town on the on the east coast of Australia um, called Byron Bay 
Mm. Typical kind of holiday town and also very lifestyle focused with the intention of working out who it is they wanted to be and what it is that I really wanted to do in this world. Um, so yeah, this is where I found myself. I had a I thought I had saved up quite a bit of money for the for the move. And it turned out that, you know, my six months worth of savings was pretty much gone in a month and a half. I was like, all right, gotta get to it. Better, better get some work happening. So I uh I started my own business and that was um yeah about 13 years ago now yeah and then I mean my journey is kind of parallel in terms of like the work hard play hard throughout my 20s it was a bit Mm. insane and then um yeah then the the the, the, like wake up call like this can't keep going yeah this is not sustainable but then with your business you kind of did the same thing yeah totally (laughs) yeah 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 so you know you it's like that old saying like you can take the girl out of Melbourne but you can't take the girl the the Melbourne out of the girl or you know replace Melbourne for the word city um so you know what I found was in my first business I I got probably five years in and I was managing a team of staff um you know five figure months like things were going really well success you know external success wise but again, I was working nights and weekends and it was at the expense of my health, my well-being and my relationships as well. Mm. So my friends and my partner would say to me, you are always working. And I was just kind of like, yeah, well, that's, you know, <laughs> that's what you do. That's what you got to do to be successful. And, you know, had had all of those kinds of stories going on. But um, yeah. I so what I found was that that way of working that kind of hustle and that force and that push was really ingrained in me so Mm. I had to make a choice or I made a choice then to dissolve that business and to create space in my life for whatever the next thing was going to be to come forward. And that's when the next evolution of my business happened. Um, So my first business was called Off Service and that was really kind of marketing done for you services with, you know, edging into coaching. And then my second business was called Make Space, Allow Grace, um, which was really in hindsight a um, a bit of a description of what I was doing at that time, right? Um, but really the core of that work was around supporting women to connect to their inner wisdom and their inner calm um, and, you know, this really kind of solid sense within them. Um, and that was, you know, kind of transformational coaching and things like that. And what I found is that um, when women and pro- probably men as well, when we are deeply connected to ourselves, there is some sense of um, <clears throat> compulsion to bring forward our mission whatever that is in this lifetime whether it's a cause a movement a creative pursuit a business or some combination of all of those things Um, and so what I recognized is that once I'd worked with women in that sense that makes space allow grace sense that you know there was then a calling for them to be supported in the business sense that I've been doing initially to actually be able to bring that those concepts and that desire that mission forward into the world in a way that was going to be sustainable for them and was going to allow them to serve at the deepest level and that's when 
Women of Impact. My um, my company was born. Yeah, right. Amazing. And the um, I think we'd also gone through a similar phase where I I left corporate and went kind of into because I've been a Reiki master for twenty seven years. I do like the Akashic records. I kind of went corporate woo woo, and then <laughs> kind of got yeah. kind of got pulled back. I think you did that as well, where you kind of went. Yeah way far that way and then got pulled back to more like center totally like um, a pendulum yeah and the um and the women of impact like i know so many people now are you know consciousness focused and impact focused and it's it's been around for a long time but i think that um that covid really brought that up you know because people were working from home more they were going why am i doing this nine to five why am i doing this consensus reality that I have to do the do the things that we talked about the you know mm. get a good education get a good job make loads of money for someone else and you know like yeah and, exactly and loads of hours and so do you think that in your experience with the women of impact and the people coming in are some of those coming in because of the shift in consciousness that came with you know kind of got accelerated with COVID yeah well look I think I think with everything that's happened over the last couple of years and with people being forced to be at home and, and to, you know, essentially cease the level of distractedness that had previously, you know, we built up to, um, I think that it really provided an opportunity for people to, um, kind of get real with themselves about what matters. Yeah. What does and doesn't matter in their lives. Um, and, yeah alongside of that I think um you know a lot of people were caught off guard a lot of people that had you know built had local community businesses whether that was bricks and mortar or service businesses it was kind of like all of a sudden you know there's this push to go online um and have to find a way to make that work um and and of course you know as, as I learned when I first, you know, kind of started to bring my work online with Make Space Allow Grace, it's not always simple. And, you know, if you're, if you're trying to piece together all the free courses that are out there, um, you know, uh, good luck in actually kind of getting where you want to go because, um, well, that was my experience anyway. It can be quite challenging and you can kind of be in this space of like, oh, my God, I've got all this plethora of tools and and what do I do in what order and and what kind of makes sense so um yeah I I do feel like people have probably been through that process as well like they've they've tried a number of different things um and and they're not kind of seeing the results that they 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 want to or that they need to um in order to be sustainable and so yeah it's it's um it's definitely supported people to you know have this desire to actually be led through a step-by-step process something that's proven um you know that is is really supportive is supportive both at a strategic level but also energetic because as you and I both know we need we need both like we need to we need to be supported on on all levels um whether that's you know um us trying to do our businesses or whether it's us trying to um you know do any other kind of transformational work it's it's really really important yeah of course and I mean um yeah the the course that I did that I 
kind of came out of the CEO Priestess Academy with was the one um, where people were doing so well it because they were aligning with who they were at soul level mm. they were all asking to do courses which is why I now focus on course creation because I have the tech yeah. background because the biggest thing that people have as an issue when they want to share their knowledge is like tech how do I do problem. it <laughs> yeah it's it's like there's all this tech and you know shiny object syndrome and there's all these things and you know so I thought okay you know how can I help people generate the content automatically and then with the tech stuff. So that's what I focus on now, uh, yeah. as well as the mindset work, because you can't just plunk someone down and go, okay, we'll create a course for you. And then they're going, but I I, I can't sell it for like 5,000. That's, it's not good enough. Who was going to buy it? That's all this mindset as well. So right. I know your program works on a lot of that, you know, holistically as well. Mm, yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of upgrades that, you know, need to take place from, you know, if you're selling single sessions or, you know, lower priced offerings to then come to a space of, you know, actually really truly um, honouring the value of your sacred work and, and charging it at that kind of level. Um, yeah, for sure. So many upgrades. Yeah. And I mean, one of the reasons that that I thought it would be amazing to do this is that there are so many wise elders and they're not in a space to be offering courses because of the tech overwhelm the content confusion I had this lovely man on my um in my last five-day challenge which is the first since I've been back to coaching after being CEO of, of what well web three wellness company but um so I'm back and doing this but this man was like he got on the Zoom and he's like, I really don't like the Zoom thing. I know my clients want me to use it, but you know, <laughs> but I'm, I'm here. I want to learn about courses. And he's like, I prefer to pick up the phone or see people face to face. And I was like, bless you for being here. And he yeah. was you know, past retirement age. And he's the kind of people that I really want to help because it's like these wise elders might not necessarily be able to handle the tech, but they have so much wisdom. And we used to totally. put the wise elders on a pedestal and you yeah seek advice and that's just not happening today because mm. you know people are like oh you know I'll follow the advice of a 20 year old influencer rather than mm. like a 60 70 year old amazing wise woman because mm. of our you know valuing of aesthetics over you know and mm. just believing what people see on Instagram whereas you know they're probably a hot mess behind all that pretty perfect you know, mm, but. I love that, Shelley. I love that desire to, to, um, yeah, to bring forward the voices of our elders. And I, th I think, you know, there's, um, yeah, that's a beautiful, a beautiful inspiration. Yeah. And I know that there's some of the wise elders that are in working with you in CEO Priestess. And I thought that was amazing. Yeah, they likewise. Were, I mean, they I were mean, like, you know, going out of from being a grandma to being like, hey, I've got I've got wisdom to share with the world. Yeah, I want to do this. Yeah, absolutely. And I and I think that, um, you know, I mean, that's one of the fantastic things about the Internet and the, you know, the power of the Internet is that, um, you know, we, we do have this opportunity regardless of age of, of physical, you know, capacity of, you know, so many things, we do have an opportunity to, 
um, come forward and, and be of service in some way. And I guess, you know, from my perspective, that's all about finding the way that works best for us, um, whether that's working one-on-one, whether it's running live groups, whether it's, you know, having a, you know, course like what you're supporting people to create, um, you know, whatever it is, like do it in the way that's going to serve you best and get you the results that you want. Yeah, yeah. And um, we're winding up time, but I just wanted to touch on, um, I mean, all of this has been amazing, but I know that it's a very special time for you and you uh-huh. like a yeah. new little addition joining. So I just wanted yeah. to touch on that before we go. And like, this is, I know when I was, you know, cause you were working with me and I was working with you and it was like a, a, an exchange, but um, I know that that was like, you know, the penultimate of like, here's all the career things, but this is what I really want. And so yeah. let's, let's talk about that briefly. Yeah, sure. Well, I am, I'm 29 weeks pregnant today. Um, Thank you. At the age of 40. And, you know, this is something that I have wanted for a very long time. And it's something that I have been, um, you know, I guess, building into my plan, business and personal um, for a number of years. And yeah, it feels really beautiful to be in a position where, I have, I'm in supported by an incredible team that can, you know, continue to manage and nurture our clients while I get to, you know, spend six months, um, you know, just focusing on this beautiful new life that's going to come into the world. And it's crazy to think that, you know, like, yes, I can feel the kicks and all of that kind of stuff, but it's, it's literally crazy to think that in, you know, two and a half months, there's going to be a real live baby to play with <laughs> and look after. So yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's very cool. It's also very surreal. Yeah. But it's like, you are so nurturing to everyone. Like the, I saw you nurturing It's like, you're a natural born mom. So it's like, you're going to be an amazing mom. So thank you. This little, this little angel is coming into a very, very, thank very you. nice home. Thank you. And um, and also you have a podcast. What's that called? Uh, I've got a podcast called Change Gamer. Nice. So it's just on Anchor. Okay. Yeah. And, um, so your current businesses are the podcast and then the CEO Priestess Academy. And you were doing a magazine as well. You're, that's coming out soon. Yeah. So we've got a digital publication, which is um, in the works, shall Amazing. we say. Yeah. Okay. It's in, so it's look, in out. Yeah. <laughs> look out for this this yeah. awesome publication and coming yeah, out CEO soon. Success Academy is our um is our uh six month program where we support incredible women to develop their soul work, and we actually also have a um retreat coming up, a virtual retreat coming up next week as well. Cool. So you heard that here. If you want to know more about the retreat, comments below, and I've got a challenge coming up at the end of March for it's called five days to launch it's a course creation challenge so um, that's coming up as well so lots happening anyway so amazing to have you here yeah thank you so much for having me um I look forward to seeing your publication when it comes out and seeing pictures of this beautiful being (laughs) comes out (laughs) literally (laughs) 
<laughs> okay, so thank you so much for being here. And I know it's quite scheduled. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you for being here. Beautiful. Sending you lots of love and all the other women and the beautiful women in CEO Priestess. Yeah, Bye. thanks, gorgeous one. Take care. Bye. Bye.